Hello, curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers. Welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's chief curiosity seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's chief experience producer and favorite sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, curiosity. Each week, fun informal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite, designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think. I have Sean Spicer to thank for something major that has happened in my life. And it comes from when he, as press secretary, one of arguably the most powerful communicators on the planet, stood in front of the press corps on the eve of or after, I can't remember if it was before or after, the United States launched a bomb in Syria in response to Assad's use of chemical weapons. And he stood in front of the press corps and announced and justified this act, this bombing, by suggesting that Assad is worse than Adolf Hitler in that even Adolf Hitler didn't use chemical weapons. <laughs> and I and I thought, wait a minute, that doesn't look like a Saturday Night Live skit, but it sure <laughs> sounds like one. And then they pan to the press corps who looked like the theater of the absurd, this crazy look on their faces. And I'm looking at my phone just kind of picking my jaw off the floor, realizing that that's not... Who's the woman who plays Sean Spicer? I was just trying... Uh, was that Melissa Kate, McCarthy? No, no, no. Kate McKenna, whatever. Kate <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. I love her. Yeah. And I thought, no, that definitely does not look like her. But at that moment, I have to thank Sean Spicer for giving me one of my greatest gifts, which is I will never have imposter syndrome again. Now, I don't think I had major imposter syndrome relative to people who have it severely where they feel like I'm not worthy or I'm not capable. But you know, we all have it a little bit. But that moment completely absolved me of ever having imposter syndrome again. If the most powerful speaker in the world, arguably communicator in the world, could say something that stupid, <laughs> I can't even imagine how I would ever say something that stupid. And I've said some really stupid things in my day. So that leads me to the curiosity bite. So wait, let me ask before okay. you get to the curiosity right. bite. When you say imposter syndrome, is that like when you get a job and you feel like I've got to fake this until I feel like I'm confident and doing the job? Is that what that means? I think that's a symptom of that. But imposter syndrome is when you feel like you're an imposter in whatever position or whatever scenario, you're at a party and you're like, I am not as fancy as these people, or you're asked to participate in something and you think everyone is greater than you mm. and you are just an imposter. And there's that very often cited study of women and versus men when they apply for a job. So women will see, let's say there's a list of 10 things that are job requirements. And a woman will say, oh, I only have eight of those 10 things. I'm not going to apply. Seems reasonable if they're job requirements. A guy will say, hmm, I have two of these things. Looks like I'm eligible to apply. <laughs> so I don't know if if that means that in general, and I mean, obviously there are generalities that and individuals that deviate from that, but I don't know if that means that women are overall susceptible to imposter syndrome more than men, but I can tell you I am not a woman who has it 
anymore at all. Thank you, Sean Spicer. I've heard you say, hey, if Sean Spicer can do it, so can you. So <laughs> I guess I have to thank Sean Spicer as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's my gift to you, thank listeners, you. and you. Oh, oh. Now, my question, the curiosity bite, is anyone really that much greater than you? Now, let me ask it a couple of t- different ways. Is anyone really that much greater than you? Is anyone really <laughs> that much greater than you? Is anyone really that much greater than you? Is anyone really that much greater than you? <laughs> is anyone really that much greater than you? And finally, is anyone really that much greater than you? Wow, you put the accent on the different syllables. Very fancy. Very fancy. The easy answer, the easy answer would be <laughs> yes. I think absolutely people are greater than me. But if you think about all the different ways you said it, maybe it would depend on the situation. Do you find yourself greatest at something? I wonder if everyone can find something that they're world class in. That doesn't mean that you're the best in the world, but I have to think about that. I think from a training standpoint, seeing things that other people miss using curiosity because that's my company, our our company, my your passion. Job, my, well, it's your passion. Okay, it's a passion, but it's also a it's what I do for a living, right? But also, I do it in all aspects. Yeah, of I was my gonna life. say you um, do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so that and that leads to adventure, but it also leads to insight, and also it leads some, to some dead ends because certainly, even if you're curious, you're not going to always arrive at the right conclusions. World class. I think I am better than average, but not world class at hula hooping. You're very good at hula hooping. Yeah, but I'm not like world class because I can't. You no. know, you've seen those people that are world class. Yeah, I mean, you can only do like one hula hoop. You well, can't do more than one hula hoop. Well, but I'm not entirely sure that if I didn't put my mind to it that I couldn't do two. Mm. I don't, I'm definitely not world class at hula hooping. And, and does greatest mean world class? No, but we're asking world class. Okay, well, let's think about what greatest means. Because don't when you think of greatest, don't you think of amount, like size or quantity? When like, I was talking to different people, they were like, well, there's good and bad. And I said, well, is greatest good and bad? And then we started talking about greater than, like, you know, one is greater than zero. So then it becomes an amount. All right. So human greatness, let's specifically identify it as human greatness, because that could be measured by size, but it could be measured by impact. Or right. the size of the impact, the size of the influence. Then does that mean that if it's the size, the size of the impact, the size of the influence, scope, the influence, then it has to be recognized in some way. By others. By others. Can you be great in isolation or is greatness all relative? I think greatness is relative. It's an amount or a quantity. It's a yeah, quantity. Yeah, I think it's a quantity. But is it a feeling? It's not a sense like... When we know that we're in the presence of greatness. Have you ever been in the presence of greatness? Not that I can remember. I don't know. Have you? I don't easily settle into this sense of awe in the presence of other people in general. I'm, that's not my default. I think that people who are inspired by other people in that kind of ethereal, whether it's like their guru or their religious leader, or I don't have that. So I don't yeah, feel that either. way. But I have felt in awe of people because of a talent. Like when I hear a really amazing speaker. Right. Do you feel that when you hear those speakers or speeches that you are in the presence of greatness? When I hear a great speaker deliver a great speech, 
I feel like I'm in the presence of a great speaker, but I not don't greatness. Know. I'm not sure that I feel in general because they could suck at basketball. When you watch LeBron James, I think that is greatness. That's greatness in basketball. But you know, when you hear him speak, he doesn't seem that particularly great. Right. He's fine. He's fine. When I see someone who is extremely talented at whatever they do, I get choked up. You do. Yeah. What do you think that is? I don't know, but I really, it like. There's a visceral response. There is a visceral response. See, I don't have that that I'm aware of, but I don't think that you have it across the board. I think you have it in the things that you're kind of close to great. I mean, you are a really good singer. A real well, thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I don't think crying. <laughs> no, that was laughing. <laughs> oh, it was? It, it was <laughs> It was like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, well, fall, thank fall. you very much. Oh, fall, fall, fall. You're a gr- no, you- I think uh, even things that I'm not interested in, I think that sometimes when I see something, somebody do something really, really well, I get choked up. If I saw someone doing amazing dance moves. I, I cry. You do. But what, what about, like yesterday I was watching one of the NBA games and watching some of these players and how they just are amazing. I mean, some miss free throws just like me, but I thought that is greatness. That yes. is greatness. Let's say I was watching, went to the Staples Center and I saw Michael Jordan doing his amazing stuff. I would probably cry. Although I do have something I have to say. If you are an NBA player, you should not be allowed to miss a free throw. Yeah, it does kind of seem... I cannot believe people miss free throws. If you are on the NBA and you're making millions of dollars playing basketball, don't miss a free throw. No, I was yelling at the television, bend your knees! (laughs) Like I'm some, you know, coach from my ninth grade. Shoot the the rainbow! Shoot the rainbow? Yeah, so that it arches right into the basket. Oh, I don't know from that. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Greatness is a concept of a state of superiority affecting a person or an object in a particular place or area, but it can also be attributed to individuals who possess a natural ability to be better than all others or better than most others. It indicates that people, some people, if we're talking about human greatness, have clear advantages over others. And then you think to yourself, are all people created equal? No. No. I think when I was younger, I wanted to believe that we were all the same when it comes to intelligence but some work it, at it more than others. Well, then you would have to assume that we were all the same with regard to effort. I mean, how could yeah. we be the well, same? Well, I'm not. I don't believe that anymore. So because <laughs> you were too, you were dumb back then. I had, and you got a little I'm still smart. dumb, but you, you, now you, I know it. <laughs> you worked a little harder to get intelligent to realize that that was not the truth. Uh, I like uh, I liked the Shakespeare quote: "Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them." I know Billy. I know Billy. I went to school where there was the Shakespeare Festival, so, yeah. Well, then, do you know, thou knowest the mask of... (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you don't, (laughs) but I do have a mug that I love that has all of the Shakespeare sayings that are insults. Thou art a pox, those kinds of things, but they're so funny. I wish I had it with me so I could read all the It's things. just one mug? It's a mug and it has all of the insults all around the mug. Love it. Great for depression. And <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Can you think of anyone who is not great who has had greatness thrust upon them? Sean Spicer. <laughs> Sean Spicer. <laughs> well, I have a list of the greatest 
people of all time. These people had greatness thrust upon them by whom? It was asked by Ranker. Oh, Ranker, is that that Los Angeles polling company? Yeah. 50 million unique monthly users. Okay, that's legit. Okay, so we're going to use this as the list of the all-time greatest people. These are people who have had greatness thrust upon them by Ranker. Okay, but I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Okay, what? (laughs) I want to have you guess. Just guess a few and I will see if I will tell you where they rank. Okay, let me think about this. Aristotle. Not in the top 10. I think Aristotle is somewhere in there. But not in the top ten. Eh, not, not in the, the top ten. Not in the top ten, or not in the top twenty. Not, not top- even in the top thirty. Because oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, it's interesting because if you think about all the people who did great things, who probably thought to themselves, "I hope that I'm remembered for all eternity," but the written word hadn't been discovered, hadn't been developed, and we they've got lost to history. And then we think about ourselves and all the things we want to do to impress other people, to show other people that we're great, to make sure that when we die, people talk about us. But the fact of the matter is, not to sound sad, whatever, and I don't even think we should be sad about it. Most of us, no, it's not going to happen. Generations and generations, and we do great things, and people forget. So these for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, or thus far. Yeah, Yeah, you you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. It could be this podcast. (laughs) It is going to change lives. Change the world. Well, these are people, obviously, who have been ranked after the written word or after history is written, and also it's influenced by who's written history. I'm sure there's a lot of people who did great things and they never were written about. But let me think. Okay, so it's not Aristotle. I'll give you give you number one. Number one, Jesus Christo. Jesus? Jesus H. Christ. Is H. Harold? Yes. Okay. All right. I actually, what did I used to think it was? Like honorable or? Oh, Jesus honorable Christ. Or Jesus... I don't really think it's H. I think that's just... People say Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) I don't know. So I always wondered what the H was. (laughs) Maybe they did, but... That's his, la- not- his last name is not Christ. I mean, I thought it was... <laughs> no, I thought his last name was Christ for, you know, for my whole growing up. Guess number two. Do you think you could... Well, I think if the theme is kind of religious, then I might say that it would be Moses or Muhammad ah, or... What? Ding, 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 ding. Number two, Muhammad. The prophet Muhammad, number two. Yes. Okay. Number three, Albert... I don't know what his middle name is. Einstein. Yay. Oh, you I- can call me Call me out. Fabulous, because he's one of our curiosity archetypes, so I'm glad he made the top three. Yes, and he is the solver? The solver. Yes. Archetype. Yes. Yes. Number four, Abe. Honest Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. I mean, sure, great in American history, but in the history of the world, in the history of all time, of all time, I assassinated in 1865. Number five, Martin Luther King Jr., Again, I mean, in, along the lines of Abe Lincoln, great Americans for sure, but yeah. American history is pretty short. Not to take away from any of these great people, they are all great people, but in the history of the world, the world didn't really start with America. I don't know. That seems uh, in contributions to the world. Yeah. I, I don't think Abe Lincoln or Martin Luther King, in terms of contributions to the, to the con- world, not to the world, to the to the country. So this tells me that this is probably more of a American list. Okay, but I'm going to throw you a curveball then. Okay. Because number six, Buddha. Oh, Buddha. Buddha. Okay. Another religious. Siddhartha Gautama is his real name. Did you know that? Siddhartha. Yeah. Well, I've heard of Siddhartha. Siddhartha. But I I didn't know. I I call him Sid G. (laughs) And then number seven is Mahatma Gandhi. Okay. 
So that's not all American. No. Nelson Mandela is number eight. Okay, Nelson Mandela. Now, if you asked Minnie, she would not agree with us that Nelson Mandela is one of the greatest people of all time. Well, maybe she would say he was one of the greatest people of all time, but just not the greatest husband. (laughs) True. Number nine, Moses Moshe. Number 10, Sir Isaac Newton. Okay. Apple falls on your head, gravity. Now, we're moving on from 10 to 11, and you'll never guess. <laughs> moving on from 10 to 11, and that goes one, one, one more. more, one greater. <laughs> this machine goes all the way to 11. <laughs> These, this greatness goes to 11 and beyond. <laughs> okay, so now we're getting into some names that I might butcher, so I have to apologize. But In n- advance. In advance, but number 11 is... B- <laughs> the Maro Ramji Ambekar. I thought you were going to say B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does kind of look like B. Arthur. She's one of the greatest golden girls of all time. <laughs> I don't even agree with that. You don't? No. Who do you think is the greatest golden girl? Probably Betty White. Oh, B. Arthur is not even the greatest golden girl of all time. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, B. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. What did that guy do? What did oh. B. Arthur do? <laughs> I thought we already decided. Golden Girl. He was an Indian journalist, economist, and politician. He inspired the Buddhist, Dalit Buddhist movement. Actually, he was the guy that kind of helped the prejudice against the untouchables in India. Oh, so he was the one that kind of broke up the caste system. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay, here's another one of your favorites. Number 12. Leo, oh. Leonardi, Leo, Leonardi, God, I can't even Leonardi say Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> no, so, it's actually well, da Vinci. Don't say that because Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci is one of the other archetypes, curiosity archetypes. And every time we're doing a workshop, I always have to stop myself because you made me start calling him Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm going to just put a pin in this conversation for just a second and tell the story of how so many things that we joke about, words that we joke about, make it hard for me to remember what the real thing is so remember when we went to the watergate hotel yeah we had brunch there and i the know guy- exactly what you're saying i know <laughs> the story you're gonna tell and the guy comes up and says would you like some freshly squozen orange juice <laughs> so from that point on we I have called ne- it freshly squozen but the problem is i can't remember is it is squeezed it squozed or squeezed or squeezing <laughs> so i have been in situations where it's probably not appropriate for me to call it squozen and i had to like pause for a minute and then the other one like that that is when I was when mom was working at Western Technical Services <laughs> and there was an older guy who was like a temporary there that answered the phone and a couple of times he had answered it Western Testicle Services. <laughs> And then we we called it, so for years we called it Western Testicle Services. And then one summer between college and I think high school, I worked there as a receptionist. Oh, so no. every time the phone would ring, I would hold my hand on the phone and say, good afternoon, Western Technical Services. <laughs> then I would pick it up and say, good afternoon, Western Technical Services. Again, because I knew that I would slip out Western Testicle Services. Did you ever slip? Yes, once. Oh, no. I did once. I have the same problem with squozed, freshly squozed, freshly squozed. I I don't even know how to say it anymore. I mean, that is really one of the dangers of using incorrect grammar or getting used to making inappropriate comments mm-hmm. with your friends. Then it becomes it gets like inculcated in your brain. It's like an earworm. All right, who's next? Okay, so we went from Gar B Arthur to Leonardo da Vinci to Michael Jackson. Shut up, Michael Jackson. I swear. I mean, change the. All right, so this is before the documentary, probably, but people still had to have an inkling of. Did anyone's jaw fall to the ground when they found that out? Uh, I 
mean, not fall to the ground, but like my eyes might, might have gone a little googly for a minute. And I really? might have gone, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> well, I mean, just the severity of the accusations and how the argument was so clear. I was very convinced. But in terms of Michael Jackson, it doesn't take away from the talent of creating music, but so much of art is so many other barnacles that cling on to the raw art that make the artist. So I think he would be probably kicked off this list. 14? Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Actually, I can say this one. Ashoka. Ashoka was a philosopher. He spread Buddhism into the Asian world. A lot of the things that we consider great are religious, kind of ideological contributions versus scientific contributions. Yeah. It's interesting. More it so. Definitely. Yeah, interesting. Uh -huh. hmm. Number 15. Barack Obama. Okay, I mean, Barack Obama's okay. great, but like, really? more important, more great than Galileo? Apparently. Okay. And even more important, or less important, I should say, Mother Teresa. First woman. Oh, the f and that's number what? Mother Teresa? 16. Ther another okay, so the first woman makes on the list of 20 is Mother Teresa at 16. Mm -hmm. 17. Nikola Tesla. Okay, another scientist. Mm -hmm. All right. That's good. Yeah. I mean, neither here nor there, but. That's interesting. Uh, not to be judgy. <laughs> Nikola Tesla. It's fun to say, too. Say it. Nikola Tesla. <laughs> it's interesting that Nikola Tesla is ahead of Thomas Edison. And where is Benjamin Franklin on this list? I mean, Michael Jackson is ahead of Benjamin Franklin? Yep. Okay. He's even ahead of Karl Marx, who is number 18. Number 19. <laughs> Giorgio Thule. Quacky sir. Miku. Gia Tyro <laughs> Gavandrao Fool was an Indian activist, thinker, social reformer, and writer from Maharashtra. I'm sure for a lot of people, these names roll off the tongue, and when they're foreign, it's really hard for us to even. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say it. Well, apparently, his wife is also one of the greatest people of all time. All right, next, the final one. The final one. <laughs> Can you guess number 20? I'm going to guess. No, you're wrong. Elvis Presley. <laughs> Based on this list, I'm going to say Elvis Presley. Nope. Born January 1863. Swami Vivekananda. <laughs> he was an Indian Hindu monk. I bet you that would be a name we should be very familiar with. I'm looking at your expression, but people can't see, and it is hilarious. How Before do you become a Swami? I mean, do you have to be great to be a Swami? That's yeah. a good question. So if you guys can write in of Ooh. how one becomes a Swami, I mean, I'm sure that there's a very specific thing because it's a, it's a, just like how does someone become an imam or how does someone become a rabbi or how does someone become yeah. a how does swami or how does someone become Judas priest? <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh yeah. Judas priest. <laughs> All right. Now, before we wrap up and throw this curiosity bite back to y'all, who do you think is missing from this list? Greatest of all time? I mean, who's missing from the list? I mean, I think a lot of these philosophers, you know, Plato and Socrates and Aristotle, I feel like they should all be on there. 
I mean, Van Leeuwenhoek. I love him. The microscope. or oh, okay. I mean, some of these people are Louis Pasteur yeah. or some of these scientists. I feel like this list is definitely more ideological than scientific, which tells me what people value. Mm-hmm. And that leads back to how we value others and how we value ourselves and how we see ourselves as less than or more than and how we judge ourselves, even though we say or people claim, I don't care what other people think. But if you have any interest in doing anything great or being great in your life, if that's important to you on any level, then it's kind of a come on to say that you don't care what other people think if greatness can't exist in anonymity. This was another one out of TPU, which is (laughs) Turkey uh, Prestigious University. Most people find that they can find one thing that they are 73% greater than 98% of the population of Papua New Guinea, courtesy of Sword Effects. So I ask you this curiosity bite. Is anyone really that much greater than you? Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity Bite. Two, in order to avoid missing Curiosity Bitten conversations, subscribe to Apply Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Apply Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the Tribe of the Curious, go to applycuriositylab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.